today's Leading Women episode 393 with the wonderful Megan Beers. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Megan Beers. Megan Beers is a licensed marriage and family therapist in private practice with over 12 years of experience providing support and assistance to super commuter couples, overwhelmed career women, super moms, and gifted girls. Megan authored the book Super Commuter Couples, Staying Together When a Job Keeps You Apart, a Midwest Book Awards finalist that has been receiving media attentions across the U.S. and internationally. Megan is a sought-after speaker and writer on topics including workplace trends, relationships, gifted girls, and women's issues. With a professional career spanning two decades as a writer, speaker, psychotherapist, and former CPA, in addition to being a mom of two and wife of a super commuter, Megan brings a wide range of knowledge and experience to her work. For more information, visit www.supercommutercouples.com or meganbeers.com. Women of the world, Ms. Megan Beers, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Megan, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Super Com- Commuter. Uh, I really love that name as well. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment in a time about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind Niche? Yes, I can. Um, Like you said, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And um, one of the things you learn pretty quickly in graduate school is they don't really prepare you, or at least not when I was in grad school, for running your own private practice, which is obviously a small business. And so you need to be you need to be savvy. You need to get a good team to help you to think about it as a business, especially in people who go into the helping profession. I think they tend to not look at it as a business first. And so I worked with actually a coach who specialized in therapists and her most important advice, which I think applies again to a lot of professions is you really need to have a niche, something that sets you apart from you know every other person doing what you do but also something that you're really passionate about. And for me, that ended up being working with women and girls and, you know, high achieving perfectionist sort of 
clients. And so that's how I built that part of my business up. Um, and then, of course, along the lines is if you want to get yourself known, you need to be out in the public. And a really great way to do that is through speaking engagements and writing. And so out of that, um, I slowly built an audience speaking on a range of topics. And then our life changed pretty drastically in 2009. My husband was uh, offered a job here in Minneapolis. We were living in Los Angeles at the time. And because my family was here, we had two small children, everything just seemed to make sense um, to take that job and move to Minneapolis. But shortly after we got here, he was offered his dream job, which was in New York. And so for a variety of reasons, it just did not make sense for us to move again away from family and all that support. I would have to get licensed again. And so he became what's called a super commuter, meaning he travels 90 miles or more for work. And it's a trend that's growing across the country and internationally. And I've always liked to write. And he suggested, hey, you know, maybe you should blog about our experience. And I sat down to do it. And it was about 10 pages long, which obviously, as your listeners probably know, is a little bit too long for a blog post. And so that's where the book came out of. And I really decided that was something I wanted to add to my business was having a book that would help a large variety of people, but also be a resource, you know, because there's so many people out there who are in these sorts of relationships, whether it's really long hours, swing shifts, um, you know, traveling to the oil ranges here in North Dakota or out on oil rigs or pilots or stewardesses or, you know, you start thinking about it and there's more and more families where couples' relationships get strained because of their work demands. So it's kind of a long answer to your question, but my, I feel like my business is building and growing in a lot of different ways. And the key, I guess, the takeaway would be following something that, you know, touches you personally and that you're passionate about. Wow, I love your story. I certainly can relate it. And I was like beaming, smiling because I have the same experience as you are. I mean, my husband was working uh, up until this year for the last uh, 10 years that we've been married. She has been a community, I mean, working on the art pl platform and oh, he's he been is? away. Oh, no way. I know all the time. And uh, sometimes it's three months before we see each other. So finally, mm -hmm. we decided, okay, now he's done where he decided to. I and he found a, a dream job that he likes, land based. That he said he's ready for it. And then he, and then now we're together uh, again uh, every Excellent. day. So yes, it's really, yeah. There are perks, uh, uh, pros and cons of you know of both, being a, really. of both. But it's really I could. Uh, there's no uh, no days since we started this uh, um, together every day since January. That's been boring. I, I think we were prepared for it. So yes, I can totally feel the sentiments for those who are our listeners who are in this situation as well. So thank you for sharing that one. So it's really inspiring to hear that from you. But what continues to inspire you doing this? You know, it's I'm always learning. And as a therapist, I think what the why I was drawn to this field is I love people's stories. And I, le I love learning how they've overcome diversity and you know, excited to help collaborate with them to move towards the goals that they have. And so with the women who are, you know, struggle with perfectionism in our society where there's so much demanded of women that's most of the time completely unreasonable, I think that's just, it's always in the forefront. And so if I can, if I can help with that, if I can help them kind of give themselves a break, that is really inspiring to me. And, you know, even like I met a new client last night who's 14 and who's already struggling with these issues 
it's like if, I think it's really important to teach these girls as soon as possible, like how do you take care of yourself? How do you learn how to say no? How do you stop trying to please everybody at the expense of your own health and wellness? So yeah, that's always been something that's important to me. And so I think it always will continue to. And then as far as the commuters, I feel like when people hear our story or hear what we're doing or hear about the book, they either have a response of, oh my gosh, I know somebody who does that or did that. But they, and then they proceed to tell me because a lot, of, a lot of the people have said they felt like they couldn't really talk to anybody about their struggles because it was a choice. And so I feel like I'm kind of giving a voice or a, a platform for people to talk about their experiences. But also another response is, well, how do you do that? And so I think there's real curiosity of like, oh, there is another way to have a relationship or to have a job that, you know, may serve the family and each, and each person in the relationship that may sound pretty non-traditional. And so ideally that'll bring a bigger conversation as well. Wow, what a compelling vision that one is. And I mean, being able to provide a platform for their voices, being able to share inspiration with these women, with these girls, with people out there about the daily walks of life that we experience, as, uh, especially with families with super, uh, I mean, commuting, super commuter couples, for example, or super commuter families. I mean, I totally can relate to all these experiences that you've just shared. And I'm sure what you're putting out there is really inspiring and helping uh, helping all of us empower us that there are struggles uh, with life like this, but there are also ways on how to deal with it. So great inspiration that you have shared with us. So thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success to turn this idea or to turn this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? I think those for me definitely are determination. Like once I set my mind to something, I'm going to keep working at it until I can figure it out. But I, but the trick I think in my personality is that I'm not afraid to ask for help. I've learned over the years that I can't do it all myself. And there's so many people out there with so much knowledge and expertise that are willing to help that if you just put it out there, you know, your, your board of directors or your team will come together. So for example, with the book and I wrote it, and I submitted it to some publishers and the response was, you know, a great topic, but your platform's not big enough or great topic, but you're too local or great topic, but it's not businessy enough. And so I decided I want this book out there. And so how do I do it? And I did what, it, what a publisher do. I created a publishing company and I hired a great editor. I hired a great inside design person. I hired a great copy um, cover designer and I hired a distributor. So I did everything a brick and mortar publisher would do. Because it felt really important for me to have a quality team behind me and to get it out to the public as fast as I could. So I think if I would have tried to do it all myself, I would not have had the experience I had. And I hired a, a really great publicist. So I think a lot of it is about not feeling like you have to do it all your own and have all the answers. And tied into that is just being really curious. You know, ask questions. Ask people, you know, how what was your experience? Or do you know somebody that's gone through this? Or, you know, put it out there. and you'll you'll get a lot of help. Right. Yes, I agree with you. I mean, not being afraid to ask for help. I think especially for us women 
Exactly. Sometimes it's really hard for us because you feel like we don't want to bother people. Right. So these traits that uh, Megan just shared with us, not being afraid to ask for help, being curious and asking questions and uh, following those people that you want to learn from because it's really important to reach out to people, ask and also to being able to receive that help as well. Mm -hmm. Great personal qualities there, you know, and uh, that Megan just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adopt traits in our lives. All right, now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to your success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Mm, well, definitely never enough time in the day, which <laughs> I don't think will ever go away. Um, and so that really lends itself to, again, asking for help and prioritizing your time. Um, and we have two small children and they were one in three when my husband started super commuting. So I had that challenge on top of this as well. And so my sister lives with us to help out when she can, my, I ask my parents to help when they can, you know, we have a great babysitter locally that the kids love. So what's been really great for us is to, you know, think about it as, you know, can she come for two hours so I can focus on paperwork or I can, you know, clean the house quickly and just monopolize our quality time together instead of spending the time on chores. So really thinking about what can you, what can you farm out to other people and not think of it as an expense, but an investment in your own business because your time is worth a lot. Um, you know, and then moving, we've moved twice in the last couple of years. So that's obviously a big challenge. And moving from California to Minnesota, I had to rebuild my practice. And so I had to start all over basically as a new business. And so those have definitely been, been big challenges. And another thing that works well for us is I really try to, we really try to, again, prioritize our children are not in a lot of activities. Um, I mean, we definitely make that family time really important and not stretch ourselves too thin. And I think that definitely lends itself to trying to find some sort of balance. I don't think you ever get to balance permanently, but you kind of go back and forth like a teeter totter. And so we really try to keep, keep that as level as we can, obviously with the demands on our time. Yes. I mean, managing our time, I'm sure this, I, I mean, I can, this is one of the areas that, um, I'm sure a lot of us can relate with because I struggle with it. I'm maintaining mm -hmm. work-life balance. And yes, just like what Maggie just shared with us, there's instead of striving for perfect balance because there's no such thing as perfect no. balance. Yeah. Integrate it and do uh, and and then uh, find ways on how to integrate this work and life balance that you that uh, that we all um struggle with, you know, and also find ways on how to deal with it. Like for example, with Megan, um for example, with the kids to free up some of her time, find somebody, ask for help, ask for support, mm -hmm. uh, solicit support from your family for your from other people that can help help you, you know, free up some of your time to do other things that are important to you. So there are ways on how to deal with this. It's all about being resourceful and being able to let go of some other um, control, some control yeah. for because that's hard exactly. for us women too. Yep. To let go of those control. I mean, I I feel that way too. I struggle with, but it's really important to be able to delegate. And okay, there are other people there who can also can do your job. So, and it also frees up your time to do other things that are more important. So great, uh, 
lesson there in what you just shared. You know, and I think too, in a way, it, you kind of give back. I mean, you're employing somebody. For example, we hire somebody to mow our lawn. Um, the person that helps out their kids, her grandchildren, or some of her grandchildren live far away. So she gets she gets to have that relationship with kids, and our kids love her. And so, you know, you're kind of giving back in other ways too. So if you think of it that way, sometimes it's a little bit easier to take that step to ask for help. Totally, yes. We just have to shape it that way. Like when you, when we are hiring for help, we are doing them service as well at the same time as they are doing yep. giving us service. Yes, that should be. That's one way of looking at it. Uh, things because for our listeners out there who, especially for starting out, sometimes it's a it's just a hurdle because especially for example, hiring people to clean the house. For example, mm-hmm. I mean, somebody can do that cleaning quicker than you can do it. I mean, for me, it would take me hours. But for somebody who is really good at it, it will only be a few hours. Yep. So see the investment in there. So great lesson there. Now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, definitely success to me means, you know, doing something that I really enjoy. Um, I was, as you mentioned, I was a CPA for before I became a therapist. And I did that for five years and I was utterly miserable the entire time. Um, I did two years as a public accountant, as an auditor. I love the people I work with. I liked supervising, but I hated the work. Uh, so I moved to Los Angeles thinking accounting in the sunshine would somehow be more fun. And it wasn't, you know, it was still numbers. It was still, you know, jobs that just didn't, I found no passion for. And I didn't aspire to any of the positions above me, nor did I see women able to do, you know, much outside of their job. And that's not something I wanted either. And so, you know, leaving that behind, and failing in quotation marks at that career was actually really empowering for me to leave it behind and try to produce some, pursue something that I was passionate about. So I think that's for me, something make, doing something I enjoy. And I have colleagues who are obviously very successful that stayed in accounting, but it, like you said, even if I had all that money, if I was miserable, it wouldn't matter, nor would I be able to spend as much time with my kids as I can because of the type of work I'm doing now. And that's important to me as well. Um, helping others, is obviously part of my definition of success and doing something that again, I enjoy, but not at the expense of my personal relationships. It's not all about work for me. And so that I think is successful. Wow. Great perspective on success. I love how you define it, how you, you, uh, how you describe it and your measures, measurement of success. I mean, success is about doing something that you enjoy doing something uh, that you love doing, being able to give back, being able to help others because of what you're putting out there, being able to do the things that you want to do with your family, being able to have that time to enjoy with them. I truly believe that that's the true essence of success as well. I mean, like you, I left a, a job that I was comfortable with because I wanted to be with my husband all the time. I needed a, a, a way of earning income by being able to be anywhere I, where my husband is. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why 
I, I, I have this business right now because that affords me that flexibility, that, that location independence that I needed, that I wanted. Um, so it's all about what it is that you really want and then going with it. Great perspective. I love that you shared that one with us. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Uh, I think the first one would be if find somebody in in kind of the arena you think you want to have your business in. It doesn't have to be the same business, but it, like a business model almost. And, you know, see if they'll be a mentor for you. See if you can find out what they've done and what they've learned and learn from their mistakes. I think that's the biggest and it kind of ties into the, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel or do it all yourself. I think that's definitely a good one. I think I would have gotten on LinkedIn and Twitter faster than I did. I really think that that is, you know, a great way to reach huge amounts of people and connect with other people that you, you know, even five years ago, you wouldn't have access to. Um, and then again, the asking for help. I think, I think when you think entrepreneur, I think a lot of people assume by yourself alone is kind of the connotation and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you can build, build a team around you of support and whether that's, you know, self-care support or business support and just, again, asking. There's lots and lots of resources online for people starting small businesses, whether it's, you know, classes on certain aspects or, you know, how to network. Networking is a big thing, too. If you can find the type of group that feels like a good fit for your personality, I think that's a huge resource as well. Wow, golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you just shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to find someone who have done what you want to achieve, that are successful, and you could learn from and get a mentor. I cannot stress this enough. I mean, especially for those who are just starting out. Sometimes we think that we cannot, we don't have that investment or we don't want to make that investment. But it's really important to realize that getting a mentor, having a mentor will really shorten the learning curve. It's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to, he or she is going to help you go get to point A, from point A to point B a whole lot faster than you have done it yourself, if you, if you do it yourself. So it's really important to understand why you need to have a mentor and to leverage social media, for example, Twitter or LinkedIn, where your clients or where your potential clients are hanging out. Go there and connect, build networks, build relationships, because that's the foundation of our business. And the third one is to ask for help. I mean, build a team around you. I cannot stress this enough. There are a lot of resources out there, just like what Megan just shared with us. Online and offline, you can find them. It's all about being resourceful. Great takeaways there, great tips that we can all take action on today. So I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Um, my favorite one is called The Hard Questions by Susan, is it Piver or Piver? I'm not sure how she pronounces it, but that is, it's a really thin book, which obviously is appealing when you don't have a lot of time, but 
it's packed with just nuggets. And the reason I like it is because she basically lists questions in different areas of your life that you should consider before you enter into a long-term relationship, whether that's a marriage or just a partnership. Um, and I recommend it to even my single clients because it tackles the areas of money, of education, of family, of religion. And it's those topics that you know get people into my therapy office because they cause problems later on. And so if you really kind of get clear on what it is that is really meaningful to you and what is what your deal breakers are, I think that helps you make really good re- decisions as far as your relationships. And obviously, you know, Sheryl Sandberg, in, you know, her book can be controversial, but the piece I really like about it is she stressed the importance of picking the right partner to support you um, emotionally, you know, however that looks. And I think this book will help you find the right partner that is aligned with your goals and your goals as a couple. Yes. I mean, the hard questions by Susan Piver. I mean, I, I'm really glad that you recommended that one because it's not too often recommended. And this is one of the my favorite books as well. I go I'll go back to it over and over again. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's a great resource for our listeners out there, The Hard Questions by Susan Piver. If now, you want another one, I have another one. Yes, of course. <laughs> Actually, um, this one, you might think it's kind of odd I'm suggesting it, but it's called Eating in the Light of the Moon. And it's written by Anita. Oh, I just lost her name. Um And she is a therapist. And the book is about women's relationships with food and their bodies. But it it's really for any woman because it talks a lot about feelings of shame and feeling like you're not enough and what we do to kind of sabotage our relationships. And I've had um, clients more than one on one occasion tell me that the book changed their life. So that is one I feel really strongly about as well. All right, so that's Eating in the Light of the Moon by yep. um, this I know, I author, oh, An- Anita Anita Johnston. Yep, there you go. Okay, so Eating in the Light of the Moon by Anita Johnson. I'm definitely going to pick up this book. Really interesting uh, title. The title itself, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, alone really picks my curiosity. So really, uh, these are great resources, great book, books to read for our listeners out there. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. That's Eating in the Light of the Moon by Anita Johnston as well. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? Uh, for me, it's been a website called Help a Reporter Out, which is Harrow, H-A-R-O, Um, And that one is amazing. If you're not familiar, your listeners aren't familiar with it every day, usually three times a day, reporters and authors uh, post a question or a link that they're looking for people to interview on specific topics because business and finance, it's health, it's lifestyle. And I've gotten, I've gotten in publications like Good Housekeeping and Red Book, um, Obviously, you know, all over the internet because you are seen as an expert in your field. And that resource has given me exposure that would have taken me years and years to get without it. So I highly recommend that as being a definite resource for you for building your business. Yes, I'm a big fan of it. Um, that's where I found you and a lot oh, of really? the, yes, a lot of our, you were recommended by somebody from a helper reporter out. So a lot of our our, uh, our guests from today's Duty women came from there too. I mean, this is my great resource for me as well. Uh, HelpReporterOut.com for our listeners out there. You, can, you should check it out. It's really great for publicity and for meeting other experts yeah. in your field and in other fields as well. 
Last but not the least, uh, Megan, I'd love for you to share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Sure. Um, you mentioned my website. I have two, but the main one is meganbeers.com, which is M-E-G-A-N-B-E-A-R-C-E. And that um, you know has a lot of resources. It talks about my practice, and it has a link to the book. And I would say the my the book super commuter couples on the surface you might say oh well my I, my husband and I or my wife and I don't super commute but in the book the second half of the book is all about reducing the stress and and ma- maintaining resilience and connection in your relationships and people who have read the book have said you know this applies to any couple really and especially one chapter is three models that I've you know, kind of come to find is very helpful for clients to re- to do all those things, to reduce your feelings of overwhelm. And there are things like, you know, the should shouldn't make you feel bad is one of them. And so I feel like reader or listeners could really benefit from that and apply it to their business world and their personal life and their relationships. All right. So, so that's meganbeers.com. And I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. It's pick up her book, Super Commuter Cobbles. I'm sure we can all learn from the experiences, from the tips and strategies that Megan is sharing from that book. And you can also, can they also um, purchase that one from Amazon or other? Yes, yes. it's available paperback and ebook on Amazon. Um, you can get it at Barnes and Noble and then you can buy it through the distributor as well. So it's, it's all over the place. There you go. So it's both digital and uh, hardcover. Um, you can order them on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or on from her website, uh, supercommutercouples.com or meganbeers.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now, pick up the book, and at the minimum, be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there. And if her products and services resonate with you, hop in, jump in. We all need inspiration from each other. We all need support from each other. Again, that link is Megan meganbeers.com. And by the way, for our listeners out there, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash meganbeers or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, that link is meganbeers.com. Megan, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much. It was really fun. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as 
TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.